Hi there, my name is Harshad and I'm a 20-year-old fascinated with self-development. In this show, I'll discuss ideas and concepts that'll help you achieve a better quality of life and share my experiences of self-experimentation with morning routines and productivity strategies. This is what works for you. Welcome to the first episode in the morning routine series. Today, I'm going to be talking about how you can wake up early. To start off, let me tell you a secret to waking up early passed down from generation to generation in a family of monks in Japan. Go to sleep on time. That's pretty basic, isn't it? To have a sustainable habit of waking up over the long term, you need to be sleeping enough. But on a serious note, the first thing you need to know is your reason for waking up early. Dr. Michelle Sigar from the University of Michigan says that to make any change in your life stick, including waking up on time, you need to clearly define why it's important to you. This is something that Simon Sinek talks about in his TED Talk about the golden circle as well. It's essential to start with why because that is what remains constant throughout all our efforts. Our why defines the how and the what. The next thing you need is to set clear bedtimes and wake up times. I cannot stress this enough. You need to be specific. Ambiguity equals excuses. Just saying I'll wake up early tomorrow is not very clear and doesn't define what you mean. Do you mean 10 minutes earlier than you normally do? So it's important to be specific. A big part of this episode is going to be about sleeping on time because once you do that, it's super easy to wake up early. I'd recommend that you write down the things I'm going to talk about now because they're experiments. You'll have to figure out what works for you. You can probably use a sleep diary. It's basically a notebook in which you can keep track of the experiments I'm going to delve into and you can log the quality of your sleep and other things. It's just a good way to know where you're going. To begin, you need to find out the number of hours of sleep you need every night. The range for adults varies from six to eight hours, but it's better if you get a specific number because that way you can reserve that slot for sleep. For me, it's seven hours and I go to sleep at 10 and wake up at five. The next thing that I want to talk about is the food you eat. It's a big part of you waking up on time, mainly because there's a gap between your last meal and the time you go to bed. So I noticed that the days this gap was smaller, like me eating at nine and then going to sleep at 10. I felt a little groggy when I woke up and quite inactive. But on the days my gap was two plus hours, I felt quite active when I woke up. So I've started having my dinner around 7.30 now. The second thing is the kind of food we eat. It matters if it's oily or super heavy. I'm not a nutritionist, but I just noted that lighter meals in the night work really well if I want to wake up early. Even caffeine consumption plays a role in your sleep quality. So caffeine stays in your body for around six to eight hours. And research shows that to have a good night's sleep, you shouldn't consume caffeine in the late afternoon or after that. Personally speaking, when I experimented with this, I drank tea in the evening and slept well. And on the day I skipped it, I slept well too. So maybe I missed the variable here, but you should definitely try it out for yourself. 
The next thing that I want to share with you is fascinating and something even I didn't know about before I got to doing a little research for this episode. Circadian rhythms are our internal body clocks that form our sleep cycles using the surrounding light. Essentially, in the morning, bright sunlight falls on our retinas and that triggers the release of serotonin, which helps us wake up. In the night, when the surroundings are dark, it triggers the release of melatonin, the hormone which makes us feel sleepy. So the thing about phone screens is that they emit blue light and that tricks our body into thinking that it's still daytime. That is why if you're using a phone screen when you're trying to sleep, it's going to be a problem. That being said, I still watch an episode in bed every day as my reward. So I just want to put that out there. I noticed that on the days I didn't use my phone in bed, I fell asleep a lot faster. So yes, this is something I need to work on, but I do want to add something to my previous statement. That episode is my reward for being in bed on time. And thankfully I'm very religious about it. I don't open social media or do anything else. As soon as this 10, 10, I turn off my screen and go to sleep. But let's just say that you're struggling with these apps, as John Lee Dumas calls them, the weapons of mass distraction. What do you do then? This is where knowing your why comes in. I want you to think long term and don't let that temptation get to you. It's all about the big picture. This should be enough to not let you check social media in most cases, because your reason will ideally outweigh the current dopamine hit Instagram is going to give you. But let's say this doesn't work. Then you can use the scoring system, which is something I've talked about in one of the previous episodes. Another thing that you can do is use those apps which don't let you open social media after 9pm or 10pm or whatever limit you set on it. I'm usually not a big fan of things that force me to do something. But if it works for you, then great. Be careful with daytime naps. They're known to mess with your circadian rhythms. I think it's okay to sleep in the afternoon ever so occasionally, but if you do it very often, then you won't be able to fall asleep so easily in the night. Finally, get some sunlight. I think that a lot of us don't get enough sunlight, so it's just really good to get some vitamin D. Aside from that, sunlight has the strongest effect in solidifying our circadian rhythms to get some sunlight exposure in the day. And remember something, unlike all of us, circadian rhythms don't take an off on the weekends. If you change your sleeping routine for the weekend, you're going to struggle to carry it into next week. So try to maintain it throughout the week, no matter what. The occasional sleep in is fine, but if you go overboard, you might have to work hard to come back. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is the noise in my head sometimes when I'm trying to sleep. And apparently some of my friends have a hard time dealing with these torrents of thoughts when they're in bed too. So I'm going to share four possible remedies for this. First one is gratitude. So research shows that it's impossible to feel any other emotion when you're expressing gratitude. So if, if there's a lot of chatter in your head, start making a list of all the things you're grateful for. Being alive, your health, your family, all of the opportunities and resources you possess since birth. Nothing too materialistic, but just the simple things in life. The next thing you can do is 
light reading. So don't read from a book that'll make you deeply think about that murder plot. Just something nice and easy. Or another thing you can do is journaling. So journaling is a good way to let the boohoo's out. You can get everything down on paper and you'll feel a lot more relaxed. Finally, the fourth solution to the noise in your head is a body scan meditation. It's basically a mindful scanning technique. You try to observe the sensations in your body from head to toe or toe to head. You need to observe the details very closely, like the way your heels touch the bed. Maybe there's a little tension in your neck. The idea here is to just observe these sensations and become self-aware of how your body is feeling and then breathing deeply to relax your muscles. So if you're starting at the feet, observe the sensations, take a deep breath, and as you're exhaling, imagine the muscles in your feet relaxing. Move to your calves, then repeat, and so on for the rest of your body. If you want more information on how to do this, I've added a link in the show notes. This is all you need to know to get your sleep schedule in order and wake up early. So now that you're going to try and change the time you go to sleep and the time you wake up, I just want to say that research shows that changes between one to two hours every night allow your routine to be sustainable over long periods. So if you're normally going to sleep at around 2 or 3 a.m., don't jump to sleeping at 11 on the next day. It probably won't work. So be gradual about it with like slots of one or two hours. I hope all of this information was helpful and you can experiment and figure out which of these things work best for you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to stay tuned for future episodes, feel free to subscribe. I'd love to hear your feedback so you can go on to anchor.fm slash whatworksforyou and send me a voice message. Until next time.